Okay. Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> I am exhausted. Past the point of rational thought, uh, I'm doing the thing when I'm really tired where my voice is gravelly. And when Sam heard it in his headphones, he just looked up and said, oh, whiskey and Eli. <laughs> True but it's fact. not because I had fun yesterday. It's because I, I literally took a 24-hour trip to Seattle, which involves riding on planes. Like nonstop planes. Like true. What's in Seattle? Yeah. What What is in Seattle? Nothing. Why? Oh, that's that's a huge diss to the people of Seattle. There's no, some good stuff there. I will say this. Here's what ha- a number of things happened to me in Seattle, um, uh, and you won't hear about any of the important ones until later. Um, but here's a, here's a few things that happened to me in Seattle. I still have a Wisconsin ID. Uh, this is true because isn't that illegal? No, I don't know. Sounds like yes. it should be illegal. <laughs> well, I do. So I've had it forever. Um, uh, because every time I move, I'm like, oh, I should get the, and then I move again. By the t- like four years into living somewhere, I'm like, I should, I, I live here now. And then I move again. So your photo is from when you were like 21? Yeah. And I look like, I mean, I just look bad. <laughs> like, I definitely look like I was hungover and went to the DMV. Anyways. Um, so every, I saw this ID. So everywhere I went in Seattle, like checking into the hotel or like, uh, Going to the legal weed dispensary with our video team, which is basically an Apple store for weed. I like I don't smoke weed. I'm really I terrible at it. But we just want to like check it out because it's legal there. And I was like, this is seriously like, anyway. So you gift ID. And everywhere I went in Seattle, they're like, oh, Packers fan, huh? And then they were super rude to me because they're it's because uh, the Packers playing oh, Seahawks right. this weekend. Oh, yeah, and they were like mad. It was like a that. So that's one thing that happened. But you so, are a Packers fan. That's not incorrect. Just, and then I was rude to them back. <laughs> but I, they had numbers. <laughs> I was like, come to Wisconsin and say that. But then I have to go there. So anyway, so that happened. Um, and then the other thing was that we went to this Apple store for weed. We just, we just literally just wanted to like see it because like it's look, such a new thing. You look straight. He looks straight Sam's to the team. Eyes. He looks straight to the team for the for the weed. Uh, no, so it was. This is like a. It, <clears throat> It was like a strange place. It was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, like hip restaurants are like always finished and like refinished wood. And like, here's like an old lamp made of iron. Right. And like, oh my God, these hinges are exposed. This must, they must serve great food here. Right. Like that's an aesthetic of restaurants now. Do you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So this was like an entire store in that aesthetic. But then like the, the merchandise <laughs> of weed consumption is nowhere near that aesthetic. So all of the stuff was like, and then crazy 70s bongs. And it was like, these things don't match at all. Like, you built, like, this hip, clean, an Apple store, and then there's, like, here's a bong shaped like an octopus. And, like, oh, that's what that was from. And it was just, like, th- literally, like, you built a store for a product line that does oh. not yet exist. <laughs> it was just, like, a total aesthetic oh, mishmash. So was the weed all overpriced like an Apple store? Yes. Absolutely. And yeah, it was all, yeah. all, all marketing driven. Staying true to the uh, <laughs> Yeah, to super. The uh, and every time you pick something up, a Johnny I video played. <laughs> uh, this is the finest. The white backdrop. Yeah, yeah. The finest stream. I've just, it was just like we, we had so many hours to kill on the yesterday before our, our red-eye flight back that we were like, what should we do? And our first idea was like we'd go to Pike Place Market, but that was really far away from where we were. So we're like, what's the next thing that we can do that's like legal weed? We're, no, we're like, we like, sure. we literally like yelped it. It was like such a weird experience. Like the yelp what, weed. Yeah. And like <laughs> the guy, like, so we walk in, we're like all journalists, right? Like, and we're not going to buy anything. So we just like start talking to the people who work there. And they're all stoned, presumably. I don't know. But the guy's like, you know, what's really great about this is I can finally just say what I do. <laughs> like, he's like, cause I used to run a head shop and I'd be like, yeah, this is a, 
glass bowl for tobacco. <laughs> but now I'm not lying anymore. I feel really good about things. It was it was just a super weird experience. Anyway, so I'm very tired because of all the flying. Um, but this is the Verge cast. So in terms of cold opens, we've accomplished that goal, I think, for the week. Uh, I'm Neil Patel. I'm Chris Higgler. And I'm Tom Warren. Oh, snap. Tom Warren. From the UK. In the UK. Uh, Couldn't have, couldn't have uh, guessed that. No, the, yeah, I don't give it away in my, <laughs> in my appearance. Or... My man in the hype desk. Hey. God. I'm Sam Sheffer. Welcome to the Vergecast. It's corporate Sam is back. Hey. Um, I haven't seen Say Anything, so next week we'll talk about it. We are. Can we have one entire show? Just about Say Anything. It's, it's that intensive a movie. Like, that will change wow. my life. The lights are mad the, at you. The studio um, is coming apart right now. I think there's just an incredible number of 80s movies that if you just watch them, you will completely understand a lot of people in your life. He will become Including 10 years older life. instantly. Yeah, it'll be very confusing. I don't, I don't really want that, though. Maybe I do. <laughs> I, I prefer to be confused about these weird old people that float around me. Um, anyway, so, Tom, you're, you came to see us with us. I did. Um, and you're staying over in New York for the week. because here for, like, three weeks in total. And then you're – because you're flying – because there's a Windows event. When is the Windows event? Win, uh, Windows 10 on January the 21st. I'll just switch my. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're doing the consumer version of Windows 10, which right. essentially is going to be tablets and phones. Because the last event was really sort of business-focused, right? It was enterprise it was, yeah. and desktop. And <clears throat> I guess they're going to talk a little bit about the desktop, but there's not going to be well, they too did much that they could talk about. Right, so they announced yeah. Windows 10. I can't tell if this is the continuation of a strategy that Microsoft thinks is working mm-hmm. or if it's like Microsoft. And they're just like reconfiguring as they go. Like, what's I, your sense I think they're just trying to like maximize the amount of you know press that they can get out of this stuff. Because so. obviously, they, the Windows 10, the initial event was keeping it small, and it kind of surprised us with the name. So it obviously got quite a lot of attention out there. Um, and it was the desktop stuff, and now it's like here's our tablet and phone stuff. So I think if anything that they need to do next week is prove that they're you know still in mobile, that right. still that they could still because Windows RT wasn't you know particularly. It was a flop. We can, we can pretty much say that. Um, and Windows, Windows Somewhere Phone Stephen is, Sanofsky's crying. Yeah. <laughs> he should be crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Um, He's about to write 10,000 words on learning by shipping about, about how mean he is. Yeah, I'm going to get a giant blog post. And <laughs> he just, he just tweeted a tweet of mine, so I'm kind of up on Stephen right now. I'm yeah, feeling good about you, him. That's all Windows it takes. Yeah. It's a one tweet fave. <laughs> the way to Chris's heart is a, is a fave. Yep. Wow. Good to um, know. So, wait, yeah, no. so they need to prove that they can do a combined phone and tablet operating system that people will care about. Right. right. And but um, that operating system. So Windows 10, they announced the name. Yeah. And they went super hard. This first event was super strange. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was a really small, like low key. Right. And they wouldn't let us even take desktop. two people. We wanted to live log and they would only let us send Tom. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was like basically they're like one person per outlet. We want to, yeah. basically, we want to announce the name. And then show off a bunch of insane power user features. Yeah, like they showed off a new terminal and they should, like keyboard shortcuts. I, I think that was all about like we care about you guys that we kind of screwed over with our crazy start menu that took right. up the whole screen. Um, and, like we do care about those features. I think it's more about like yeah, we do care about the desktop guys that, that they were trying to say that this time. I think th- this time will be a bit of a different feel. I think it's going to be similar to um, to the Xbox One event that they did. Yeah, where they got the glitzy two-hour keynote and then yeah. the afternoons kind of like private sessions or like not not so public in, at least um where they sort of dig into all the features and stuff so 
Are they going to release a developer preview or anything at the, the event? Yeah, I think? I think it sounds like it's going to be like the last time they did the event, it was the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do this, a sort of similar thing this time, but it depends on the, on the timing and if they're ready. But I think it's going to be very, very soon after. Will there be a one more thing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Surface Pro 4? No. They're not ready for that stuff. Yeah. So they're well, not doing a, a, a phone flagship or Surface stuff until yeah. it all sort of lines up. But so so that that first event was really small, and then we criticized them mm-hmm. like you do, um, <laughs> and we said why it was your event. You announced Windows 10, but you didn't announce anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Joanna wrote a piece. It was like, don't buy a laptop until Windows cut into it. And then Frank Shaw from Microsoft got like super mad, like tweet like Twitter rage at Joanna mm-hmm. um, because he was like, why everything's great right now. But I think this is the moment when they show off the rest of Windows 10. Yeah, to make it. And a piece like that, like just wait to buy a laptop until Windows 10 comes reloaded is going to make a lot of sense. I think it's also they've got to show, like they've been talking about free screens and a cloud for like, I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even remember the they amount. That's of an original just, Balmer. Yeah, that was a Balmer thing. But this is like kind of their moment to explain like this strategy that they've always been moving towards. So the universal apps across all right. apps. And it kind of comes into the whole thing of there's not too many, like we call them Metro apps or whatever you want to call them these days, Windows 8 apps. Um, and there's a lot of Windows Phone ones but not quite as good as the competition. It all comes into like that that thing where they're struggling with the apps um, on these new platforms and stuff. And so I think they have to kind of explain a little bit of that. Um, I guess that they're going to reserve most of it for Build, which is their developer conference. Um, so is, is the philosophy that um, if you convince developers to make desktop apps that just happen to also be phone compatible, then boom, suddenly Windows Phone becomes relevant? Yeah, is I that- mean, well, that was like the, the, the sort of concept and the thinking behind Windows 8 and why they shoved it down everyone's throats um, in terms of having that start screen at the beginning. <laughs> we'll make like, it really bad so when we <laughs> fix it, you'll like it. Yeah. Um, it, it is a strategy. <laughs> the idea was like to to make sure that people use these apps, right? And that yeah. they were like in front of them every day. Um, and the idea behind keeping it kind of similar with the tiles and stuff is like they would boost their mobile platform by right. having familiarity and, and it you know, it hasn't worked. So, um, so I think they need to kind of explain that with the app stuff. So, I mean, we know that they're still working on Android apps on windows. They are definitely building that. They're, testing it out it's a business decision right um and they so, build a bunch of ios services now and yeah i mean they, they, yeah, they do all that sort of stuff as well but i mean i'm talking about android apps running on windows though oh really than, yeah it's still happening well they're still building it and testing it so um i think that's their plan b right so but they're not going to talk about that next week they're not going to talk about that build they want you know here's our app strategy here's our finally we've got to this point where you can get an apple and xbox one right. and on windows and on the phone um and then i guess if we're in the same situation in a year or two um then they pull the trigger then they pull the trigger right? like like nokia x yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i just think this event next week they have to show it's not just showing apps right it's like no they literally it's, have promised that they will have one operating system running from phones all the way up to the tv and what's funny about that is and no one else has ever pulled that off yeah, right? that, that, like, that's a yeah. big promise that no one else can do. Yeah, um, particularly a unit like right. Apple has riffs of iOS that run on everywhere except laptops and desktops. Yeah. But like, they're like kind of different riffs of it on mm-hmm. all of their screen sizes. And when you get to the Apple TV, it's like a totally different platform. Yeah. Right, it's still iOS, but whatever. And when you when they go down to the watch, it's like a kind of a different. It's iOS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Microsoft is like it's just the same thing everywhere. <laughs> 
It's and like those. they yeah, have to explain what that means. I, I still haven't heard that story. Yeah, no, no, and no. I mean, they've kept it really secret. So internally, like, so basically, essentially, what they're doing is they're combining Windows RT, which powers the Surface mm-hmm. RT and the Surface Two device, not the Surface Pro Three, um, and they're combining Windows RT and Windows Phone together into a single sort of um, operating system that will span across these these sort of tablet and phone devices. Um, <clears throat> so I guess what I really want to see from that is something that's competitive with iOS, something that like where they forget about their Windows legacy. Right. They forget about the desktop, you know, um, and even maybe even don't call it Windows. Like, uh, no, no, no. They won't do that. Now you're speaking my language <laughs> that makes the people who speak Windows mad at me. Yeah, but <laughs> if it's, it, was, it was always completely different. So it's like right. it was never Windows. You can. Well, I mean, Satya isn't, isn't beholden to Windows the way Steve was, right? He, he's kind of of the mind that yeah. the, the service the, the service and the, the software is the important thing, not the platform. Yeah. So, But then the way that Microsoft always works on telemetry and customer feedback and right. all these And that's why they announced and, it so early, right? So they mm. could go out in the world, they could see people are using yeah. it. But the thing, like, they've so, got to so, show Windows 10. Like, I think if they show Windows 10 <clears> and it's... You've got the new Dell XPS 13 here, which I think is a yep, beautiful which is laptop. nice. Uh, Probably the best Windows laptop I've seen for Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, how's the trackpad? It's really nice. It's a glass trackpad, and it's the, the new Precision trackpad. Yeah. So the drive, I don't think there's actual, like, the way they figure out the driver stuff, it's really low-level into Windows, so you don't get the lag associated with some yeah. touchpad drivers and stuff. Everyone right. should go private. That's the move. You go <laughs> yeah. private, and then you make some awesome hardware. Right. Well, you uh, don't have to build tons of crappy laptops right you have investors to answer to i mean i will say that the number of ideas here that are copped from the air are pretty pretty high but it's (laughs) a beautiful i mean i don't know it's pretty well differentiated from the air i mean it's an ultrabook uh profile right yeah yeah but at this point like everything looks like an air almost no i mean it's like trust me like tom's right if you're gonna buy a windows laptop like you should definitely look at this one yeah i mean we're gonna review it and then see what it's like um yeah no we it looks real nice anyway so it's this this is fine like if they windows 10 is this and it makes this piece of hardware better because it's a better windows yeah i think that's just like table stakes Mm. that's what microsoft has to do to just to stay in the game yeah uh in terms of like selling windows machines right like, yeah to keep windows relevant and moving forward and but yeah. the the big move is like this is the same operating system on the phone yeah and this is the same operating system on the xbox yeah. and they have to do it they've been promising that xbox thing for a year mm. maybe more now yeah, no, they have, yeah. Uh, and there's i think there's only i've only ever seen one app on the xbox yeah i have a feeling that they're not going to talk too much about xbox i mean I don't know, like, the app strategy they have there just seems really curated, and mm. they seem to like that strategy. Right. And that was kind of the strategy that was put in place before Don Matrick left, um, right. and that was always his sort of big thing. So I think they kind of like that. I don't know whether... I mean, they obviously opened it up on the game side, and they've seen, like, some pretty good games, but I don't know what they're going to do with the app stuff. I, don't well, know. It, but I feel like the, the... like So Phil Spencer, the Xbox and the gaming chief, essentially, yeah, might, so he's going to be there, but I feel like he's going to talk about PC gaming. I think it's going to be more of a... Uh, a surprise for PC gaming stuff than mm-hmm. than it would be perhaps for. And they still have presumably have stuff to say at GDC and E3 yeah, which and are coming E3, up. Right? So yeah, and there's the rumored headset, the yeah. VR headset. Um, you know, that, there's plenty of Xbox stuff coming, but I feel like this could be more like 
I would like them to, to see that you could play a game on your phone or your tablet or your Windows PC against someone who's got an Xbox, for yes. example. Right. Like they've been promising that stuff for years. They've demonstrated since their Windows it. Mobile days. They've yeah. been promising. I mean, that, they have yeah. all these crazy demos. Of, hey, this game's coming, and it right. never came. And you know, right? And um, I'm just saying that's the that's the like they opened up the game thing, but like they did that on the Xbox 360 in a way, right? Yeah. Like. The the core thing for them was they sold you the Kinect with the bundle, mm. and that was going to be the new interface yeah. for computing on your television. Mm. And then they were like, "Screw it!" Yeah. And like that, I think that's the that's the moment, right? Like that's the move for them to like if they want to take that next step, that's where you got to go. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see what they actually talk about the export stuff, um, right? If they talk the, about it at all, yeah, because the TV stuff is still obviously there; they're still improving it, but they've pulled out the connect and stuff and it does kind of that takes away the ir blasting which is their key feature even though you know you like hate what, whatever happened to <laughs> now they're just trolling me <laughs> yeah that's right like seriously like, uh boyd malter and and jeff henshaw who still works at microsoft like literally during ces like they went out to dinner and they like took a selfie and they're like tweeted at me and they're like we're talking about ir blasters <laughs> and i was like You're, you guys are straight up just trolling me right now that's cool whatever um, happened to xbox tv that was a thing at some point, right? Well, in terms of like a device, yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, they've stepped back on that, so yeah. I don't know if that ever. I think that's gone now, right? So wait, for Windows Ten, though, I mean, like maybe they'll do Xbox, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll talk about phones and tablets, maybe they won't. But they were going to spend a lot of time talking about PCs. And there was like yeah. an, there was an IDC survey a couple of days ago saying the PC market's coming back a little bit. Yeah, I think it's gone. I mean, it depends. Who you, IDC said it's gone down by two point something percent. Uh, Gartner said it's gone up by one. Right. Um, so basically, they they count devices differently. So it's hard to like one says eighty three million, the other one says eighty million. Um, so it's hard to like sort of find the middle ground there. But it just seems like it's literally sort of stabilized in the, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and. I think this year could be the year when it starts to to come back a little bit. I think because it's also getting to the point where the tablet market's pretty saturated. Right. People aren't refreshing their devices because right. they're good enough. Yeah, right. there wasn't there wasn't a ton of excitement around the Air 2 launch, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's all kind of coming it's around like, the same. Where, where do consumers then spend their money? Yeah. Is Although, it going to be smartwatches? I got an Air 2 for Christmas. Are you into it? It's like it, it, it's just like literally laminating that screen. That's it. That's the thing that they did. Yeah. And it like makes a difference. And then... Otherwise, there's, I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. The mm. only and the only reason I got it is because I cracked the screen on my air and now my air is possessed. <laughs> like <laughs> so it's something tapping. like I've cracked many screens and many devices and I've never had like something happen where the digitizer shorts itself. Oh, so like, uh. my air just starts like clicking on shit and like <laughs> just, like scrolling crazy and I'm holding it like there's a ghost. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I get the new one and then I got the new one. And it's like a li- like only difference is limiting that screen. Here's what you it's do. All, it's so faster, you, obviously. Here's what you do with the old one. Uh, read Thomas Ricker's article about Duet, then use it as a as second explain. screen. But I can't because yeah. it's crazy. But it doesn't. I think the it doesn't respond to touches when it's in Duet mode. Oh, really? Yeah. But but like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it will do like five finger gestures and like zoom all the way out to the launcher and then like launch a new app and like quit. App. Like it's nuts. <laughs> I've never seen a touchscreen break that badly. Interesting. Uh, so I'm looking. I'm in the market for a uh, like a. Like a shady electronics vendor in New York City, or, or a shaman thing. who can perform an exorcism on your iPad. Because uh, there, there are many like shady. I cr- What's the one where like they send guys to you and they like they like fix it right there? There's it looks like a VC backed startup. That sound, doesn't no, sound I think like that's anything a car windshield thing. 
<laughs> it's the guys in a little red truck. Yeah. They show up and are just holding a cracked, possessed iPad. And they're like, this isn't, this isn't what we do. Yeah, not, wrong no, kind no, of there's definitely like a VC-backed startup where you like call people and they show up at your house. Well, that's true for literally anything, <laughs> especially in New York. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but these guys, like, I've, I, I tried I forget what it's called, but I tried it and they won't. Like, they just won't respond to iPad requests. Interesting. Like, they, make only it, do they, make it, they make a great living on iPhones, apparently. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. When you're like iPad and like the notes are like starting to get desperate, like, please. <laughs> like, please. I, I don't want to go to the Apple store. <laughs> please don't make me go there. Yeah, because it's probably 200 bucks to get it fixed at the Apple yeah, store. Yeah, but right? I know that there are like shady places in New York. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Like, pl- I, plenty of shady places. Huh? <laughs> in general, in my yes. <laughs> uh, so, what are your big expectations out of Windows 10? That's, um, that's like the question, right? I'm, I'm curious to see if they show off like what they could do with the UI stuff. So we've seen a few of the leaks, and and also we've got to mention Spartan, their, their browser stuff. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm expecting that. So essentially, Spartan is the successor to Internet Explorer, and that's what its code name at the moment. Um, it's like a subset of Internet Explorer. Um, is it still Triton or whatever the Trident's yeah, the engine? So essentially, what they're doing is they're try- I think they're trying to get rid of the legacy of Internet Explorer, which leads me to think it's not going to be called Internet Explorer. Yeah. And that's kind of like the rumors at the moment um but they're keeping an explorer there in the background if like for enterprise and for legacy purposes so you won't see it as an end user it's not really gonna like you know pop up and be like hey i'm here um but it'll be there for the people that need it so um whereas everyone else can use spartan it's gonna be you know lightweight and support right. but see, that gets at the core of microsoft's challenge for everything that it does with windows the right it's balancing they, they the legacy to, yeah they have to do modern, yeah. both right. continuously for everybody yeah it's uh yeah it's a I, that's what happens when you Got so many people using it, right? Yeah. And what I think they Apple do is just that position, sell so. Windows Seven forever. No XP, XP. <laughs> no, no, Seven is great. Actually, <laughs> like you could, you, I, I don't think you could. Right, but you're right. It should just be. XP. <laughs> they should just rebrand Seven. It's like Windows XP Seven or Windows Classic. They could call it <laughs> right, and just let that do its thing. And then, like what you're saying, like name it some other thing, and let, but yeah. they never will. Like no, they want they want people to upgrade. They obviously made a lot of money from from businesses upgrading their hardware and, right, and right. the licensing and stuff. So, but yeah, the, the Spartan stuff. Um, I think that's gonna be interesting, um, especially if they just end up calling it a Spartan because mm. they've obviously adopted Halo um, terms before Cortana. So that's true. Yeah, so that's true. Spartan, Spartan would be an interesting because it's also you know Spartan. The, the nature of the word would be a good fit for a browser right you want it to be like like clean and right simple simple yeah. yeah tom is windows 10 going to boot into desktop or metro by default i mean that's well at the moment windows 8.1 will boot into depending on what device configuration is right so, um so but like out of the box you know for just the end user you know mom and pop upgrading in middle america i, mean, you I think, I think gonna... that's going to go desktop on a, on yeah. a desktop machine yeah, if you're on the sure. east coast it might boot up differently than in Middle America. Yes, let's be clear. Yeah, yes, different modes. <laughs> um, but no one knows yet, right? There's no. No, but I'd expect it'll probably do what they did on the 8.1 update. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they call Windows RT and Windows Phone that that combination because it's yeah. currently codenamed Windows Mobile. And yeah. it would be kind of hilarious Come if they on. brought that name back. <laughs> Come on. Um, but I also mean, at the same time, it kind of fits. So it's yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then obviously what they call Spartan. So I think they'll be the two things we'll probably get it. answers to. No, Windows Mobile Series 10. You can <laughs> well, combine yeah. all the worst. Oh, or Windows God. Mobile 10 Series. Yes. <clears throat> I like it. Uh, you, and then get rid of the series like in a few months. Right. After. Right. <laughs> of, yeah, course. of course. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I want, I want modern to be a complete thing. 
and it's not like right now in Windows 8, it is so not a complete thing. Yeah. It's like well, it's trying to do too many. Like, it's trying to it, do split two it things. It feels slow in yeah. the way that like layers on top of Windows always feel slow. Yeah, it just feels like it's kind of getting you in your way. Or right. Something like that. It's it's just a very confusing. I I hope they solve that because there's potential there. Also, yeah. this laptop is very nice. Um, so speaking of laptops, you broke some news last week as well about the Mac, the, the Mac rumored book. Mac. Well, did I break news? I don't know. Uh, Depends we, who you ask. We did mm. some. We did some hard, hard informed speculation. Sam, hype check informed speculation. It's cool. All right. Hype check Windows Ten. <laughs> I, the event's gonna be cool. I grew up on Windows, so I'm waiting for them to like get their act together. It's just very clear that and our entire team is broken. Is, after is Sam your Andy Richter? <laughs> what is the relationship? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to understand here. So I was trying to describe the verge to our CEO the other day, yeah. which is strange. Cause you would think a, I would be able to do that. I would have done it already. And that he would know that that's just where we were. Uh, it was Vegas. So we were just really confronting our feelings directly. Um, it, it, and I, what I came up with was fast analysis for teens. <laughs> that what I would have. That's not well, what I signed up for at all. Hot, 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 hot takes for teens. Hot takes for teens. Hot takes for teens. And HDT. HDFT. Hashtag B to B. It's both the highest quality LCD display and what we S apostrophe HTT. This screen will allow you to see Snapchat yeah, in ways a, you've it, never seen it before. Uh, yeah, no, um, no. Sam, Sam is the voice of of the youth, whereas I, I, I am increasingly becoming the voice of like the gri- the, the grizzled old. jerk. Yeah. Right, like I'm like I'm like ready to buy a midlife crisis car. Yeah, right, like. I have serious dog conversations. <laughs> uh, Sam's Sam's just like out there texting for drugs. <laughs> Dude, everyone does that. I don't do it, but everyone else does. So you want to bring it all together. That's, <laughs> and then you get HTFT. Get a nice mix. We are all very tired after CES, as you can see. It's very clear that we have no idea what we're doing. No. We lost the thread somewhere in Vegas. Uh, no, so we actually never talked about this. We talked about it a little bit with <clears throat> Joanna on a CES podcast. The Mac? The Mac. Oh, the, um, the 12 I think it's actually worth it. We, we've gotten more questions. I think it's worth talking about, particularly in the context of the Windows event. Mm-hmm. So Tell the story. So during CES, uh, Mark Gurman le- leaked, a uh, 95 Mac leaked uh, basically renders and details of a rumored 12-inch MacBook. MacBook Air, MacBook, I don't know. Uh, it's very small. Has no ports except for a single USB Type C connector, which is for it's the reversible USB, but not not even like a charging port, nothing. Just that, and I think maybe a headphone. It's single use. Single use. You, you the battery. You, you use it once you it's a disposable. You buy it out of yeah. a vending machine. <laughs> you put so, some quarters. That's how in. Apple gets you back in the store. <laughs> Those Best Buy Mobile in the, in the airport. Yeah. Here's I have a question. Here's a question I have at Best Buy Mobile. <laughs> oh, God. Where are we no, going? No, it's for real. It's, this is for real. Here's the thing I've never understood about those vending machines. They always sell iPods in them, yeah. right? Yeah. The, 
what are you supposed to do with an empty iPod? <laughs> Hold it. Look cool. <laughs> like, I never understood hey, Fun that. fact, Lauren Rabano bought headphones from one no, no, of those that's fine. one the time. Headphones makes total sense. Like, I fine. forgot my headphones. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, because I've you can use it straight away. Right? I've, wanted, right, yeah, right. I've, wanted, I I've always wanted a pair of Beats, like and this can... is my moment. But like, in, like an empty 8-gig iPod Touch? Like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> that is such a good question. <laughs> Just getting on the plane and staring at it. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I had some games. Like, what are you doing? Literally. <laughs> nothing that's yeah, but, a really good but question. they also used to sell like even you can make an argument i'm sure some people were like you can connect it to wi-fi maybe get some music but like five years ago they were selling like 160 gig like MP- ipod videos iPod. well no they still sell the the minis or nanos or whatever they are that, but like what are you you need a computer yeah, to use those yeah. mm. it's not a good look <laughs> like what are you doing yeah all right. If anybody knows the answer, if somebody at Best Buy could tell me how many of those they sell, and then like how many confused like people are just wandering the airport listening to yeah, MDI spots, I want that scoop real bad. By, by the way, I do have to issue a small correction. You're referring to Best Buy Express, uh, Best Buy Mobile. I call, I call it Best Buy Mobile. Yes, yeah, that's something else. That is my fault. Yes. Uh, anyway, so Apple has a presumably a new MacBook that they're going to sell at Best Buy Express. It comes alone. Loaded with 100 gigs of music. It comes folded. Comes Just all U2 albums. <laughs> <laughs> the U2 albums follow you around. So anyway, so um, we were looking at it. It, you know, Mark has a sterling track record, uh, and then Tom actually looked into the USB IF, the for the USB trade group. Yeah. Um, Talk about the, that for a sec. What is this? It's like a USB alliance, right? There's like a bunch of companies that's, that got yeah, together and they're creating the a standard. standard. Of, okay. Yeah. They, uh, have, so they have an alliance and then they have a promo- promotional group. So Apple essentially participates in defining the standard, but they don't partici- participate in the uh, promotion. So they don't want to be kind of, I guess they don't want the marketing. They don't want to be known that they're kind of backing that standard, I guess. But Apple has so they kind of do it. a bunch of engineers working on this. Yeah, I mean, right. have, more than almost anybody. Right. Mm, they have more than Microsoft. Microsoft. Microsoft has 16. And more than Dell. More yeah, than Dell Intel, had like I think, five was or Intel the first? And then Intel's Apple. the first because they're primarily obviously right. backing it. Um, um, so they, anyway, have, so they have more than all the OEMs. Uh, yeah. So it's inter- like so Apple has its own proprietary connectors, right? They have Thunderbolt and Lightning, which is hilarious. It's great. It's a great marketing. It's a naming yeah. scheme. It's hilarious. Um, Lightning... Uh, some people hate it. I'm like fine with it. Uh, whatever. But it's like reversible. It's good. Um, but they have ton- dumped tons of money and effort and resources and people against this Type C connector. Yeah. And then we are like. looking at it um, a little bit more deeply, and like just the profile of this thing to make it work. You can't use a like a regular core processor. You have mm-hmm. to use the new Core M, right? Which lets you not have a fan in that profile. Oh, interesting. And there's no way Apple wants to put a fan in this thing like that. Right. That if if I have to say where the informed speculation comes from, it's definitely <coughs> they don't want a fan in this thing. Like the iPad. It's also um, so so the processes are essentially the same price, um, depending on which specification you purchase. Um, but at, at the moment, they are anyway. Like we don't know what they're going to do. Intel right. going to do later on in the year. Um, but you'd assume that that would the pricing could could change then. But. It's also it, one of the key things is removing those ports. So Thunderbolt has licensing fees associated with it. Um, it's also you know the, another port Intel, or, presumably, right? Yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah, they still, even Intel even owns the Thunderbolt name now, and Apple license it back. So oh, wow. adding all those like Thunderbolt's the main one that would add any sort of cost to to a machine. Um, but, but yeah, like just just getting rid of those raw materials and stuff. Um, well, no. So, so anyway, so we let me get to where we're going before we mm-hmm. talk about price. So. 
Tom and I were looking at this. We looked at the Type C stuff. We can basically confirm that Apple's been working hard on Type C and they have interest in it, right? That it's, yeah. Those are public documents. Um, There's no doubt that they're going to use t- Type C in some product, in, in particularly a Mac product. So. Right. Um, and then we're looking at the, the the product, right? And what we're the big argument is how much is this thing going to cost, right? Like everyone kind of believes it's real. The chatter and it's got there. a super high res display. That's also got, it's one got thing. A, like, but it, yeah, but it's not like a re- like it's no, just a it's, UH, it's the same display as probably this this Dell. It's better right? than this fourteen forty by nine hundred crap. Right, I have they, here. Need to, they need no question. They need to move out the display. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so it's probably got a, a UHD display or something like it. I'd be surprised if it has a, a QHD display, right. but I wouldn't be because the only thing in Mark's report that 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 I think um, a couple of people have pointed out is that there was no mention of Retina. Right, um, which is kind of interesting um, because it, imagine if they just put a, a standard HD display on it, like nineteen twenty by ten eighty, whatever it is. Um, They'll still be good so enough, could, right? They would like, still be good enough, yeah. but it wouldn't be Retina, um, which then puts it into an interesting category of laptop. Is it a MacBook Air or is it just a MacBook? Right. So here's or, my theory, and this and this is where the argument began. Right. So we looked at all this stuff, and we and we looked at basically what we're hearing we looked at what we're hearing we heard what we're hearing we our, our brains processed this information we looked at the market and we came to the conclusion that i think is well supported that this is not a new super expensive macbook air this is like a new category of product for apple which is like a more inexpensive macbook is it like the so iPod i think it would be but here's my so here's iPhone. my here's my guess and this part is a guess so i i firmly <laughs> believe that what this product is supposed to do is all of the people who buy iPads and keyboards, right? Apple's mm-hmm. saying, like, we can serve you. And iPad growth has flattened out, and we can, we can build you a better product that you plug in at night and it charges up, and you unplug it. You get 12 hours of battery life or 15 hours of battery life because of this low-power processor. There's no fan. You open it up. You run it do all you day. charge it with the USB? Yeah. yeah. You just plug it into the wall? Yeah. Huh. Well, so what's interesting about this is that the 12-inch MacBook Pro, or excuse me, iPad Pro speculation has been around for right. I think this is two, two years. You think? Uh, I think yeah. it's, oh, it might be converging into one product. Well, no. So I think this is like if you run the Mac business and you see the Mac business is growing and it's like resurgent, and then you see all these people buying like medium iPads, like 64 gave, which is like I think 699 or whatever, whatever five, whatever the middle one is, yeah. and then they're buying 200 dollars keyboards. You're like, I can sell you a better laptop for seven or eight hundred dollars right there. And that's the most inexpensive laptop Apple's ever sold, but a totally new use case. Right? So it's not like a desktop replacement. It's not like this 15 inch monster that I have. So how do you sell that against a 12 inch, 12 inch iPad? I think you say like the iPad Pro is for like photographers. It probably has a retina display and maybe yeah. not this other display. Like, like think about really who's gonna buy a 12 inch iPad. Pilots, people who do wedding photography, you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like uh, Apple has not solved the problem where the iPad can replace a computer. No, they they just have they, that was it, their, it doesn't run well, on operating system. It, it, it was never designed to no. do that. I think right. that was a thing that was like people like post post PC. That's no, crap. But it was never like <laughs> Apple never said this is going to replace. Hype check post PC era. <clears throat> but we're not there yet. Like relax, everyone. <laughs> like no, you can't, but, you cannot realistically multitask on an iPad. I'm sorry, you just cannot do right. it. Right. So I think if you're looking at the market and you're saying, okay, Apple tried to push iPads really hard in education, and their biggest competitor there is like Chromebooks. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots and lots of people buy iPads, um, and they kind of like they kind of like hit the wall when they buy the keyboard, and then they want to like do more with it. Right. And that ecosystem of stuff isn't there. Well, why not craft like 
instead of like an iPad with a keyboard and hack it all together, why not do what Apple does, which is build a new integrated yeah. solution around the right operating system? But, but they, they can't position $900 MacBook against I think a it's gonna be $200 Chromebook. I think it's going to be 900 so, so I've got multiple. Uh, so uh, this is the question. So my guess, and this part I'm telling you is a guess, uh, this, the part where I believe where the product will be positioned, it feels very much less like a, like a, like a guess. My guess on the price is 700 which is a price of a pretty good uh, uh, iPad yeah. and a keyboard. Yep. So, so my ultimate guess over all of this is that this new MacBook is either a MacBook. <clears throat> yeah, and it does, not an it's Air. not a MacBook. Just call it a MacBook. MacBook. Um, MacBook yeah. But I don't think that will happen. I think it's going to be the new MacBook Air and the only MacBook Air. Oh, wow. Um, and that MacBook 13 inch MacBook Airs will cease to exist because you'll just have a MacBook Pro. The I, two are like converging huh. closer. Than, like if you look at a Retina MacBook. The, the 13 inch MacBook Air today is clearly above the market that you're describing. Yeah. So th- yes. th- you're saying that Apple's going to just <laughs> abandon that MacBook Air? Yeah. What, why do you need it? Like the MacBook Pro. I'd take this over a 13 inch MacBook Pro. Anyway. You would at the moment, but that's because this is thicker. But look at all these new chipsets that are coming out and the sort of form factors <coughs> that we're seeing with this so sort of us. You're saying that they'll redesign the 13 inch Retina to be thinner? Yeah. And that'll be interesting. Back to your MacBook right. Pro. But, but I'm saying so, like. Yeah. I don't think you give up the brand equity of MacBook Air, right? No, I think you so leave you keep that it. alone. <clears throat> yeah. But no, no, but like you can't give it up. Like this is the best selling laptop Apple has ever made, yeah. right? Like this 13 inch Air. Like I don't think you can screw with this formula too much. Yeah. I think you can upgrade the components. You can make a high res screen. You can do all the things that people want to do with this form factor. Mm-hmm. This is your main laptop. Like people buy this and it's their computer. Yeah. Right. I think this new product is people buy it and it's what they use instead of an iPad. You think it's going to be called MacBook, just straight MacBook? Yeah, that's my yeah, guess. Same. And again, that, look at, look at that the, much is totally against When it. I was in college, everyone got those plastic MacBooks, the white and the black ones, and they were just called MacBooks. Right. And that, that sort of disappeared. But I, I, yeah. I just think this is the product where Apple knows it's selling iPads and keyboard cases to lots of people. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's yeah. like, and that, but that market is flat. So how do you like juice another round of sales and increase your already accelerating mm-hmm. MacBook sales? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you make a new MacBook that replaces but, that category. But but people buy an iPad not necessarily because they want to do work <coughs> or anything like that. They do. They buy it because it's simple and easy to use. Like OS X is kind of the opposite of that. For, for most that. for yeah. most people, like they would take right. iOS over OS X, yeah. right? Well, they'd have to. Well, so no, if that was true, then their right then iPad sales wouldn't be. I think the iOS device yeah. is like a bigger phone. And I think once you've established a bigger phone, tablets become a hard sell. And you say, what's your next device? Well, there's also the fact that 10.11 is due for a preview this year, right? <gasps> mm. Presumably. Yeah. And, and they come even closer together. Every, yeah. Every yeah. year they come Convergent. a little bit closer together. Right. So, uh, so just to be fair, the other side of this debate, which is sort of like the Apple blogger version of the story, is that this is like a $1,400 replacement all in for a new MacBook, the same way that the iMac was a really expensive replacement all in for the Macintosh. And the MacBook Air, as originally launched, was like a $2,100, $2,400 replacement all in, and it was like Mm. slow and lacked a lot of ports. And I think that is – here's my criticism of that. That's a fair way of doing it, right? That's history repeats itself. Apple tends to be very cyclical. They have the same idea, and they usually win. I think you have to believe – um, that the market is the same for these kinds of products. And I think the market is radically different. And I think Apple's looking at a universe where the iPad flattened out, their phone sales are still skyrocketing, their big phone is doing well, um, and, they have, and, and their Mac sales are surprising them. And also the competition catches up a lot quicker these days. Right. And it already has, so. Right. And I just think, like, what's interesting to me 
like really interesting to me is the amount, an immediate amount of like fervent speculation and interest and argument about this Macintosh Mm -hmm. compared to the basically like fizzle out of the watch. And I think that is like fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Like that is fascinating. I mean, it seems like the hype really died around that watch. Like, yeah, it's going to come out. And like, I don't, you know, no one really talks about it anymore. Like when the new iPhone's rumored, it's like the hotness that everyone talks about now. And it's, it feels like the watch is like, oh yeah, cool. Apple watch is coming out. I'll buy one, whatever. Right. But I I think think that it needs to have a setting. Like you need to know what it's going to do. Like. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody actually yeah, knows what the watch true. is going to do yet. Like, it's, you know, you interact with it eight different ways. And, and <laughs> it shows your, I can send you, you doodles. I, you can pay. Yeah, you can. Oh, I dude. can send my heartbeat to somebody. I'm heartbeat trolling everybody all the time. <laughs> like, when Apple extends iCloud into, like, you can send your heartbeat to a Mac and the Mac starts hopping. Like, it's <laughs> over. Like, but that with, is the end when the iPhone came out, it came out to replace all the crappy Windows mobile phones at the time. Right. When the iPad, uh, sorry, that was the iPhone. Um, when the iPad came out, it came out to sort of attack netbooks and and the low cost laptops. I don't really get where the smartwatch stuff well, wait, is. That's right. uh, the iPad came out to be its own thing. Like it did, yeah. And to be fair, you know, I, <laughs> but it was at the, the right the time. color. Like this right. is sort of the Apple blogger thing, and whatever, like. They're like, Apple would never make a netbook. They always ran up and down saying they couldn't figure out how to make a $500 laptop that sucks. And if like you really believe that Apple's history repeats itself, what you know is they say something they can't, it's yeah. impossible yeah. to like do it. Yeah. Second of all, what's real is that even in like the <clears throat> Jobs book, right? Like Jobs admits that like he had his like top 100 offsite and they like sat there and talked about netbooks for a long time, mm. right? Yeah, like, but, but, but they always end up doing it with a pretty significant twist. The 5C is a good example. Not a cheap phone, right? Like, yes, right, they did but you a have cheap to phone, believe. but it's not a cheap so, phone. Right, right. It's cheap. The, the MacBook Air 11, not a cheap laptop. Right. But I'm saying, like, you have to believe that the 5C is a success that Apple wishes to repeat. Which, right. yeah, lots it, of people bought that phone, too. I see 5Cs everywhere. Not that I see that means nothing. But, I see yeah, but they were yeah. the free phone, right? Like, right. But it wasn't, like, the cheap phone. Like, the the sales volume of five C to five S tips so hard in terms of five S that Apple had to like rejiggered their supply, right? I mean that was like a thing. They were like, "Well, we weren't expecting everybody to want the five and it's like, "Why everybody with a five doesn't want the same phone in a crappier case?" Like, yes, what are you talking? Like, right. duh. Um, but so, the timing for that now is is good to have that sort of device out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I look at this and I look at the the sweep of the market and what I see is. Like I never use my iPad anymore. I just I, I just got a new I bought one. an iPad two when it first came out. I don't even know where that thing is anymore. Right. This is fine in the bed. Like it, it <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you take your, your MacBook. You take your iPad I've to bed. I've checked bed MacBook. I mean it's probably not healthy because the screen's bright. That's gonna, why that's why I use Flux. It's gonna be called MacBook Bed. <laughs> Bedbook. Wait, bed no. Book. Bedbook Pro. Flux is the bustest app you <laughs> yeah, can have it's installed. The worst. Is it that is, the one that changes your brightness and yeah, your color temperature? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. It's amazing because you don't it's notice when it's amazing. on, and then and then you look at another like regular display, and you're like, oh my god, it's great. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing about the MacBook. Flux I, is an app that literally like automatically turns your your shit blue. Right. right no, no, right, opposite. Red. Orange. Oh, red. It, yeah. it like it dynamically changes based on your location and sunset time and time of day. And, like, whether, and, or not, and whether or not you're a vampire. And whether, like, or, <laughs> whether or not you're super stoned. So it just like it like slowly changes the color and then like by sunset your eyes are like used to this orange 
glow display and everyone like comes up to my desk and it's like what the hell is wrong with your macbook and i'm yeah, like it's usually me. yeah and you're and you're like i've i've programmed it to trick me <laughs> it's basically and now bad white balance for like, your that's, 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 uh, that is literally the story of like the parable of like the boiling frog do you know the story from the bible is that no, no, no. is that from the Bible? I, is I don't know. It? I don't know. It sounds like it's from the Bible. Frog in the Bible. No, this is like a like a thing. Like if you, it's just a story wait, about change. It, wait, it wait. could very well be from the Bible. I'm googling. It, it's, it's simmering frog, by the way. It's if you throw a, a frog into a pot of boiling water, it like immediately leaps out. But if you just put it in cold water and like slowly turn up the heat, it'll just die. That's you and your weird ass laptop. That's it's terrible. just slowly killing you. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's, it's really great. Have you ever tried it? I don't think it's from the Bible. No, I don't, I don't think that's. <laughs> I think from it's from like people I killing guess. frogs. All right, I just want to say one more thing about these MacBooks. That's <laughs> it. Let's wrap, up, let's wrap up the MacBooks. People murdering frogs. Yeah, basically. Look, Look the, there's even a scientific apparatus in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way. Uh, Eighth graders and high schoolers get iPod touches for Christmas and birthdays. If Apple prices this MacBook right, it's going to sell well. But yeah, I think, but like, I think, I think it's not going to be much. cheap. It's just going to be cheaper. Right, right. right. So the Which entry level error is nine ninety nine, right? Eight ninety nine. So if they could get right. to seven nine nine, no, I think it's going to be cheaper than that. I I I'd say five ninety nine or six ninety nine mm-hmm. for like maybe like thirty two gigs of internal storage. I'm telling you, this is basically like Apple looks at the uh, at people buying keyboard cases for iPad, and they're like, "How do we sell this product without making the iPad gross?" And, and it's like, it's going to run OS X, right? Presumably, it's it's OS 10. I don't know why both of you keep doing this to me. OS 10. <laughs> it's going to run the the operating system that is on the laptop, and not. Why, why some... wouldn't you just call it the right name? <laughs> Yosemite. <laughs> God. All right. There's two more things we can talk about. Cars. And then Sam can hype check himself. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> hype check. Yeah, it's either, so I don't want to hear it. Here's what I'll say. I don't want to talk about Samsung and Blackberry because it's super boring. Um, it also got, uh, got basically got debunked. debunked. Well, of course um, it did. Although I will say that the notes written by Chris Plant for us today, the <laughs> line just says Samsung plus Blackberry equals Samberry or Blung. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Blung. Blung. Uh, so uh, let's do card. We can talk about VR, but like whatever. Like we, VR was uh, we did fun VR. We didn't get to talk CS. about. I mean, I just want to mention that the Six Sense thing. It was like Oculus for the first time all over. Can I talk about this really quick? Can I? <laughs> oh yeah, you you looked insane in that thing, <laughs> dude. Did you try Oculus it for the first time all over again? Yeah, that's what it was. It was like it was good. Sc- it would you talk about it? All right. So there's a company called Six Sense. It's like Sixth Sense. Oh, my um, oh thanks. And Sam. they hey <laughs> hey I just I, I check word match. I I am told I mumble a lot, so I need to you know make my speech clear. Anyway, so they made a uh, module for the Oculus Rift that uses electromagnetism instead of infrared. <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm sorry continue <laughs> i'm just literally just telling a story chris burst out laughing it's fine no electromagnetism it, that's that's literally what they use anyway so um you put on you put on the <laughs> <laughs> i literally don't know what's funny right now chris is just no no continue oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry there's like a big red and white magnet a huge switch that turns on and, and then you press the button in the hatch and then you see john locke anyway so you put on the, you put on the goggles why is john locke there <laughs> From Lost. Oh, from Lost. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the actual John <laughs> No, Locke. no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so it has a sensor on the back, and you put on these goggles, and you're inside this training room. It will use Oculus, right? Yes. The, yes. yes. You're, you're wearing Oculus, and you're holding And, and No, so you, like, put, you put on these goggles.
goggles and then you walk forward and grab these joysticks in real life and those joysticks are then your hands so you move the joysticks and they are your hands i don't i still don't know and if you look down you can like check out your robot body yes it's crazy and then and then you you grab these floating lightsabers you press a button and your hand grabs a lightsaber and then you press a button and the lightsaber comes out and then you fight this floating orb that's shooting lasers at you there's a video if you like if you search on youtube verge six sense vr like you'll find the video addy um the video is really great it was the coolest thing i saw at ces this year easily and one of the coolest things i've seen since the first time the controllers aren't aren't cheap though right they're they're like like, it's like 300 or something for the set but it's the first thing i've seen with oculus where it's like oh i would i would would do this i would do this like i would go home and play this what's crazy though is when i was doing the demo like you're wearing the so you're standing up you're wearing the oculus so you, you don't know where you are. Yeah. And the guy was just like, dude, you have to stop running around the room. <laughs> like, he's like, just stand still. And I was like, what? And like dancing. And he's like, you, you're literally going to hit somebody. And I took it off. And he was, he had an, I, he was not from America. He had an accent. He just goes, you're very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, you, you laugh, but that's a serious risk. Like if you have it at home, if you have it in a New York apartment, you're going to yeah. destroy everything in your home. No, I will definitely, like I will punch something. Like I was, was ready to go. It yeah. was, super it was cool. cool. It was really, really <laughs> cool. And I think we're getting one to review. So that would be a yeah, thing to I look out for. All over it. Yeah. Um, um, okay, Chris, you just went to a car show. Let's talk about some cars. Uh, yeah. Well, Actually, I, you came from one car show and went to exactly, another show. Yeah. I was at two uh, car shows back to back. Um, and Tom is using both the trackpad <laughs> and the touchscreen to, I believe, oh, Steven Sonofsky is mad at you. He's mad. I didn't know he was to the show so much. Yeah. I Hi, didn't. Steven. Is it, yeah. I didn't know he was a fan. Uh, uh okay. Carry on. Cars. Um, cars. Yeah, they're a thing. Uh, so at CES, um, you know, every year at CES, we get these thing pieces basically saying, oh, look, CES is a car show now. Well, it's been a car show. Right. Uh, but this year it's been uh, more of a car show than any other car sh- or any other CES by a pretty wide margin. Uh, Mercedes introduced a concept car here, which is insane. Um, here or there? At CES. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're still there. We're still. At, <laughs> yes. We're, yes. We are physically still we're in Las in Vegas. We're in the trailer. Um, in our minds we can use oculus to return to the trailer i would never um and chevy uh did this the most insane press conference i've ever been to in my life we we, i waited two and a half hours because i knew that the the new chevy volt was going to be at the chevy event um i sit down the guy's like i don't want to keep you waiting let's just get to it and then this circular uh curtain around the the car goes and then covers the car back up and he's like Thanks everybody. <laughs> Let's go to the, go to some music, and it, so the entire press conference was four minutes long. It was completely Volt. insane. Yes, for the Volt in, oh, in the uh, Vegas. Volt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What? Um, I remember I walked in that room. It was like a, <clears throat> uh, like I was walking by it. And it was like full of like plush white leather yes. chairs. Oh, super luxurious for yeah. four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> well, I thought because oh, they had it at the uh, moat show, right? Right. So they just wanted to tease it uh-huh. at, at CES. So they did this crazy curtain thing. And so I took, a, you know, I, I was using continuous shooting on my camera. So I just took as many pictures as I could and uploaded them all to my, my gallery. And I got so many angry comments saying, <laughs> why did you take the same shot 15 times? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. The car, I could see the car for 10 seconds. Um so anyway, that was CES, and then we went straight to Detroit, uh, which was arguably the biggest uh, Detroit show in a decade or more. Um, the uh, the the Ford GT uh, stole the show. You uh, love just, that thing, Chris. 
I, I mean, it's, it's, it's harder than the other one. It, yeah. It's crazy. Um, and, and the, perhaps the craziest thing about it is that it was designed, can't remember his name, a guy that started in the early nineties in Ford's German studio, uh, designed some cars in the UK before coming to the U S um, super, super boring portfolio, just hasn't designed anything remotely interesting. And then he, he turns out this work of art. Um, only a few executives at Ford knew it even existed. Wow. He was working in the basement of their design studio in Dearborn. So I was talking to to a guy, I won't name him or who he works for, but I was talking to a guy who said that he knows a lot of people high up at Ford. None of them knew all of them swore up and down the GT wasn't going to happen because they really believed it. They didn't know the car existed. So wow. there, there's like literally a handful of people wow. who knew this car existed. Did you freak out when you saw it for the first time? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> and the, I mean, Ford did a really good job with the, uh, the unveiling of it. They, they went to Joe Louis arena, which is where the Red Wings play it, completely packed. Uh, I, I was in like the upper rafters of the stadium. Got nosebleed seats. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So that was that. Uh, and then um, Acura unveiled the NSX. Now, I want to put this in perspective for, for folks who aren't necessarily familiar with cars. The, this NSX that, they, that debuted on Monday was unveiled uh, the week after the original iPhone was announced. In 2007? In 2007. Yeah. Uh, they just showed the production version of that car uh, this week. So that's a development cycle, right? Um, And, you know, they canceled it, brought it back to life, canceled again, brought it back to life, switched engines three times. It was originally going to be a V10. Then they put in a um, a naturally aspirated V6, then switched to a turbo V6. And so now that's what it is. Um, (laughs) You sound so... And now whatever. And now now it's the engine from a Civic. (laughs) So the, the problem... I, that would be incredible. I mean, it basically is. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like now it's a turbo four. Well, so the GT is using a, an EcoBoost branded twin turbo V six. Yeah, this this, uh, this beautiful exotic, but it's it's over six hundred horsepower, so it's okay, I guess. But the fact that they have EcoBoost branding on this thing <laughs> is insane. Um, so then the NSX is uh, NSX would have stole the show had it not been for the fact that the GT just pulled the rug out from everybody. Yeah. So, also, uh, Ford has the ability to show cars and then ship them yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh, so they're promising the gt will be on the street next year yeah can any of them drive so themselves tw- 2016 no no uh yeah 2016 uh self-driving was not t- i mean that's the way they bifurcate this right they talk about the tech at ces they talk about the actual cars and the designs of the cars right uh in detroit well it's funny just walking around ces so first of all i believe mercedes made a gigantic mistake at ces by they using that eyeball off- <laughs> they showed off the F fifteen whatever, like yeah. the, the rolling aluminum cage. Yeah, I think it's dope. Uh, which, by the way, did you any of you see my Instagram of the the New York local news? No, oh, I did. See, I saw that. It I was, did see that. It was amazing. Lo- like local news, like. I don't know what we will do as a culture without local news because there will be no joy left in the world <laughs> for people who cover technology. Well, what did he say? Gestures and motion control. Yeah, he was like, it was just like the local news. He's like, Mercedes at the Consumer Electronics Show has introduced, get this, a self-driving car. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> they've been Whoa. doing that for a long time. <laughs> okay. And he's like, you'll never believe it's controlled by gestures and motions. And it's like, and they just showed a guy like inside the car, like using a touch screen. <laughs> It's like, I believe it. <laughs> okay, I totally yes. believe it. I guess that's a bunch of stuff that's been happening for a long time. I drove in a self-drifting car last year. I get it. I've been it was, there. It was just one of these things where it's like I, the thing itself is so wild. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like. 
Yeah. And magic controls it. <laughs> Wizards will drive your new Mercedes. It's like, dude, it's a, it's a random spaceship. That, that, that car is interesting because, uh, I, I, I mean, whatever. It's a concept car, right? But what, the, the one thing about it that I think is really interesting is that the car changes color depending on whether it's self-driving or not. That's wild. And uh, What, the actual body? No, no, it it's, it's surrounded by a grid of lights, basically. Oh, okay. So just and it's, When it's driving itself, it's blue, I think, and when it's in manual control, it's white. And I think that this will actually end up translating into some sort of safety feature. So basically it's a gaming car, because that's like <laughs> yeah. the it's, thing on every game. It's in the Asus yeah. Republic of Gamers Mercedes. No, it's, it's like in Tron, where the good guys are green and right. the bad guys are red. No, no, so, here's, here's, so here's a mistake Mercedes made. They roll this thing out on the stage there, right? Yeah. And it like, looks crazy, and it's like, this is the future of driving. And then I like the last day, I was like, I gotta go see this car. I have to go to this booth. And you get all the way in Mercedes oh, booth, it's a toy. and there's like yeah, there's the. It's a toy. It's like, dude, you have it here. You brought it to Las Vegas, right? Like, why isn't it here? Where? And instead, what they had was a self-driving S-Class playing a video game. <laughs> so there's just like three screens around an S-Class, and it was like driving the video game. And I was like, this isn't impressive at all. Like, I've had video games that can drive themselves for a long time. There were AI cars in Outrun on my <laughs> yeah, NES. I mean, like, yeah, cool S-Class, guys. <laughs> like, it's, it's the computer in need for speed. <laughs> cool. Yeah, why didn't they have it? I don't in know. The... They had the toy. And it's like, was it's this weird. a lo- it's a one thing. Like, I spend, usually at CS, I spend all of my, so CS, for people who don't know, is organized in like three big halls, right? Mm-hmm. So North Hall is like, basically like low rent iPhone case companies, <laughs> like Mophie City, like standing in, like, just, in just the junk, center Just junk hall, essentially. Um, and then, no, no, but then it's also the car hall. So like, yeah. it's, so when like car stereo stopped being a thing, they're like, "Come, iPhone case fenders," <laughs> and then and then Mopi is like, "We will build a fortress here." <laughs> like that's true. You can't. Mopi doesn't have a booth. It has like a like a walled city. So yeah. you have to make an appointment with a speakeasy inside. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> no, it's true. Well, yeah, but, it, but it's like, what are you? It's you're at CES. You, yeah. you, you go into the Mophie Speakeasy and you like charge and what, up. And what do yeah. you do there? It's just wild to me that it's such a secret. Get, fr- get free like case. Everybody knows what Mophie makes. Maybe they had a secret product that we my, didn't see. My theory know. is that they don't want Chinese companies to clone their stuff, so they like they get really protective. <laughs> and there's like there's like laser the turrets at like the Mophie booth, like just constantly. Uh, anyway, so that's like one part of the The other part is like cars, and that cars are back in a big way. Yeah. Uh, and then Central is Consumer Electronics, so that's where Sony and Panasonic and Samsung City are. And then South Hall is like Computer Hall, which is where Intel desperately tries to remain. NVIDIA early. is down there. Right. And like Wait, that's where like Intel in Central, right? No, Intel's in South. Oh, they have the big front oh, of South. Okay. Anyway, so oh, yeah, I so, spent yeah. all of my time in Central Hall, almost all of CS. I actually didn't even go into the like the South Hall. I was always back and forth basically to our booth, which is right next to Sony. But the last day, I like, made the trip to North Hall. I walked through. I, I went with Helen and Dieter, and we like had a Snapchat adventure. Yeah. We sat in a car that was basically one rolling speaker because it's like the car <laughs> hall, right? Like right. We played with all the CarPlay stuff, and then finally we get to the Mercedes booth, and it's like a toy. And it's like, but wasn't it here? <laughs> I don't know, it was very disappointing. That, well, yeah, Chevy did the same thing. They they uh, took their Volt and ran after the like, and unveiling. Well, because they, were, they pro- took it all to Detroit. Yeah. that's my guess to, yeah. to prep it. Yeah, but it was just like you could have it here for one day. Yeah, but even all the keynotes at CS were all like, like Nvidia. Yeah, Damn, Nvidia spent was, a long time talking about cars. That was a slow um, Ford had a keynote. 
Uh, Mercedes, of course, right. had a keynote. What yeah. I thought was interesting, like, like the Audi booth was just like like chips. It was like it was parts <laughs> of cars everywhere. Yeah, and they would show you like this is the motherboard of our car. And it was like <laughs> cool. They're very proud. It's about kind it. of unusual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just like I don't. Does it do a good job? Well, so Audi does something that I think is the most CES thing imaginable, which is um, they'll actually inter- they'll unveil the interior of a car, including all the yeah, electronics yeah. inside of it, at CES, and then go show the actual car at, at Detroit <laughs> or even New York. So they did that with the TT last year. Oh, they, yeah, they showed yeah. the uh, the um, NVIDIA powered uh, cockpit. Uh, at CES, and then they and they had it. all the new lights, right? The new right. LED, right? Right, yeah. and then uh, the actual car was at Geneva or something. So right, yeah. It, I mean, that's that's. I, just, a, I, I find car them. companies like it's crazy what they choose to hide. Like <clears throat> there's like the standard narrative, which is cars have to become big gadgets because people love gadgets, so you've got to appeal to like the teens. The gadgets are back. The gadgets <laughs> are back. But then it's like the Toyota booth was like the Mirai hydrogen powered car, and what they were saying, what the thing they were pushing the most was like extensive patent portfolio available for license. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, who is here that's like, oh, I can get some hydrogen patents, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, just what <laughs> wanted. NVIDIA was the same thing, right? They spent a good hour and a half talking about, like, these... Oh, that was so changing the colors like, and yeah. the... You know, oh, man. if they would have spent two minutes on it and be like, hey, we did this, it's cool, we would have yeah. all thought it's cool. But they took 45 minutes I, going I think it. they had something else to show. And then last, last minute, they were like, oh, we don't – let's fill it with this. No. Because it just seemed what? like that. It was weird. That's not how Jensen operates. He he just goes for it. He, yes. He he wants to put everyone to sleep. That's yeah. his goal. <laughs> but then like put in like a fun way. But was it – well, last year, last year was the one he was sick, right? <laughs> yeah, he was sick. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he still did it. Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. yeah. Like Michael Jordan playing in the finals when he has the flu. Except not at all. Yeah. This, he wasn't – he didn't win the game. <laughs> You weren't alive when Michael Jordan was playing basketball, Sam. I mean, that's false, Chris. Let's get real. Cold teen takes. (laughs) Cold teen. No. Uh, All right. Any any other car stuff coming up? At Detroit? uh, In life? You didn't talk about the bolt. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you, Sam. Uh, So the bolt happened. Uh, What is is, the bolt? The bolt is... um, Apart from a movie with a dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the, the bolt is gm's answer to the uh, the non-existent model three they they want to create an electric car for the masses that can actually go a reasonable amount of range tesla's model three right okay yes so if you look at um, a car in that price range today like the nissan leaf or the volkswagen e-golf uh they generally have ranges of under 100 miles the bolt is promising 200 miles at a price after uh tax rebates of thirty five thousand dollars uh, released probably in 2017. Right now it's just a concept car, but it's definitely going to happen. Um, fully electric, fully electric. And, um, basically this, there's actually a really good piece in the journal this week, um, about how this car is basically a hedge against, um, new, uh, uh, fuel economy regulations that go into effect in 2017, uh, 2017. Yeah, I think it's 2017. Meaning what? Meaning, the the way uh, federal fuel economy regulations work is that across an, an automaker's entire range of vehicles, they need to have a blended miles per gallon that's a certain number. So, like, they'll sell these giant F-250s and Chevy Silver, Silverados that get 11 miles to the gallon and then counterbalance it by selling 50-mile-per-gallon yeah, yeah. diesels Got it, and yeah. bolts. 
Um, and so this car is basically a hedge against that so that they can keep sell- selling Silverados, right? Yeah. They're not, and, and that's what has Elon Musk kind of up in arms. He's like, look, you know, that, that's great, but really they're just trying to meet these, these the gun restrictions, the right? Restrictions, yeah. But it still incentivizes to develop the cars and sell them. It does, but it doesn't incentivize them to make a really kick-ass car necessarily, right? The way Tesla wants to because this is their business. It's all they do. Right. Whereas GM is like, all right, let's crap out a, an EV. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't want to give them too much, uh, too much crap on this because, you know, obviously we haven't driven the car. It doesn't even exist yet. And maybe it'll be great. But, um, but that's sort of the regulatory environment that we're seeing this car come into. It's a shame. Yeah. Speaking of cars. Oh, God. Speaking of... You're really bad at segways. Electric Hot cars. Team take. Uh, yeah. Speaking of HDFT. El- <laughs> speaking of Elon Musk, just today, he just casually tweeted, well, I'm going to build a Hyperloop test track, probably in Texas. Like, what? That's where you do it. In, yeah. Where no, I know, but just... There are no laws in Texas, but they're, so you they're can gonna, just... They're going to do You want to talk about electromagnets. <laughs> <laughs> you hyperlooping now. <laughs> It's just, it's cool. That's not, that's, uh, that's, I don't, I don't know what that was. But literally, that conveyed no information. <laughs> it barely conveyed a tone. No, here's the thing we found out about the Hyperloop in 2013. We have a great story stream. Actually, our, this, our story stream of the Hyperloop is super useful. Like, I tweeted, it was great. Corporate um, Sam is back. Yes, I'm here. Um, <laughs> no, so he announced the Hyperloop. And for people that don't know what it is, they, he promises a trip from Los Angeles to San Francisco in like 40 minutes, right? And like a pod. Uh, and when he announced this thing, everyone was like, you're crazy, you're Superman, you're Tony Stark. Like, let's see if you could do it. Then he, he like gave the blueprints out. He was like, here, here's how it's going to work. Here are the blueprints. If you want to try it, build it. And then, so that was all in like 2013 of summer, summer 2013. And now about a year and a half later, he says, I'm going to build one. He's going to do it. And it's going to be crazy because he built a rocket that can land and come back down. He's sending uh, wait, parts wait, wait. to space. L- like, let me let me fact check you on two things. One, he built a rocket that tried to land on a barge. Two, <laughs> true. Two, true. He's not building. The but San it tried Francisco. with style. Tried with style. Fair enough. Two, he uh, he is not building the San Francisco to L.A. Hyperloop. No, I know he's yeah, building a test anyway. track. He's building a test a track. Test track right. But ju- just the fact that he. It has the infrastructure and brain power to make that a real thing. And then he he followed up the first tweet with, <coughs> oh, yeah, I want to have students and organizations come and just pod race in this thing, like like pod racing in Star Wars. Not – yeah. I mean it, it's I would say that I, the first I, time we heard about the Hyperloop, I sent what I would deem a, a, a frantic yet passionate email to our team. Yes. Insisting that we build a Hyperloop of our own. <laughs> It turns out that just demanding that people build you a hyperloop results in nothing. <laughs> but I was yeah, like, I mean, we can I, do it. We'll just we just need some like tubes. <laughs> need some two by fours, like a bunch of magnets. Yeah. yeah, and we can get some. If, if there are any, um, here's here's what I'll say. If there's any university students out there who are happy to be paid in 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 in, in beverages, soft drinks, or verge swag, verge swag stickers. We have all kinds of stickers. Yeah, and you want us to fund. Your ill-fated attempt to build a Hyperloop, I will do it. I will even kick in a pair of Beats studio headphones. <laughs> yeah. We'll for for one ninety nine. <laughs> you have to buy them for me still. Yeah, the, the application fee no, but is one. I'm just saying, if there, are any, if there are any university students out there who want to try to build a Hyperloop. In their backyard. Yeah, like a backyard Hyperloop. <laughs> I, will, I will do it. I will, I will somehow give you something. You know there are people watching out there that could probably help build this thing. I yeah. think. Look, you just need some tubes 
some magnets, <laughs> a little bit of love. Uh, a little bit of elbow grease and yeah, and a bit of luck. Any like a number of montage sequences. <laughs> <laughs> people working hard, yeah. sweating in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Boom, you got your hypo lube. Yeah, it's it's like no, the, no, it's not boom. Like the first time they try it off, like the dude just like flies off and like lands in the pool. You know, like, that's gonna happen to you a couple yeah. of times. Uh, it's basically the Rocky training montage, except hi- building for, hyperloop instead. Right. right yeah. Right. Um, and, and there's like one goofy guy who's like not any help. <laughs> you know, he's just always like running. He's like always behind them, like carrying tools. <laughs> it's a and, really and good visual. Everyone's like, oh, Joey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's the one who's like putting the banana in the Hyperloop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually happened except with fish, remember? Yeah. <laughs> they, had a, they had a fruit tube and they tried putting a fish in the fruit tube and it worked. <laughs> fish Fridays tomorrow. Stay tuned. <laughs> Fish Friday and the birds is coming up once again. <laughs> for, for those for those who would like uh, the the incredibly dumb story about this, uh, we once discovered that writing any story about fish technology was incredibly powerful for our audience. <laughs> we still don't know why. Really connected with people. <laughs> so I demanded on one particularly slow day that everybody Google the words <laughs> fish technology. And, <laughs> and every one of those stories immediately exploded. It was <laughs> wild. It was including really... one of the gif of like, the fish cannon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird Friday. It was a really weird Friday. And it's coming again. Typical Fridays. <laughs> the fish, fish technology Fridays. All right. That, for better or worse, is our show. Tom, do you have any any last words? It's been good. It's been emotional. It has. It has a robot emotional. hasn't attacked me today, so I'm feeling kind of relaxed. What hasn't attacked you? A robot. Last time I was on his show, a robot was trying to oh, kill me. Oh, that's yeah. right. We I was happily room. chatting away and then suddenly smashed. <laughs> David, yeah. David kept rolling me. in in his telepresence robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, did he, Did this stream just... There we go. Okay, we're back. We're good. Uh, Tom, right. Tom, remind everyone when the Microsoft event is. Uh, January 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific. And are you, so, when are you so. flying back to London? Because I want to have you back on the show next week after the Microsoft event. I fly on the 22nd, the, the day after. So then we'll have a very sleepy Tom Warren on that Thursday. Yeah. Is that true? Or drunk, perhaps. Yeah. One of the two. You Probably know. both. Every, you know, oh, all, and high as well, because weed the, is legal in Seattle. So. All the teens are texting for weed. <laughs> texting for texting drugs. Texting for weed. The, the, Sam, the Sam Sheffer story. <laughs> sure. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. You're like, yeah, that. I mean, it's not the best title of an autobiography, but texting for drugs. Oh, that's yeah, that's my autobiography. I thought, I thought that was a DVD special. Why would that be better? Because people actually. DVDs were, were before you were born. Were you going to yeah. say because people watch DVDs? <laughs> I, but I didn't say it. I held back. That was going to be dumb. <laughs> well, I'm glad we all got there together. Okay, that was our show. Sam. Say some words about engagement. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is go to youtube.com slash The Verge and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we recently hit 500,000 and we're going to hit a million soon. And we want there, we want you to be there with us because we're going to make some awesome videos this year. I promise. Um, you could also add us on Snapchat. We have a lot of fun there still figuring out what we're doing. Um, but if you saw them at CES, we're just going to keep snapping. It's fun. Uh, we are the real verge there. We're on Twitter at verge. Uh, Tom is Tom Warren. Eli's reckless. And Chris is Z power. Um, and I'm Sam Sheffer. And um, we're also on Google Plus, which is apparently still a thing that you can go do. Um, we're on Ello if you're into that. No, but you should really subscribe to our YouTube channel and um, like us on Facebook if you haven't. Fa- Facebook.com slash Verge. Um, and Instagram also. We're on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Verge. Um, and that's about all I have to say. This was a good show. I think I feel good about this one. <laughs> I, I check our own show. This was great. I had a lot of fun on this one. <laughs>
And that's all I have to say. That was it. That was our show. Thank you Good uh, job. for listening, uh, people of the world. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God. This is the worst ending. Bye. Goodbye. That's, we're done. Bust. Bust.